0: Thank you for tuning in to Weathering the Storm Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles.
1: Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing a sustaining and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and it is good to be back. All right, we are now in Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network, and we certainly appreciate everyone who has been listening and providing encouragement for this podcast. It is just such a blessing to be able to do this and to be on the Scattered Abroad Network it has really, really blessed my life, and I hope that this podcast, in some way, has blessed your life as well. As I mentioned, we are in season two of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Broad Network. But for those of you who have been listening to Weather the Storm uh, since this podcast has begun, this is season four. But again, we are focusing on this podcast being on the Scattered Broad Network. If you haven't already, please go and like us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram and we ask that you please pray for the effort of the scattered abroad network as we strive to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible. In this season as we come to season 2, we want to examine what it means to weather the storm with. And we're going to look at several different words, scriptural words that will help us hopefully to weather the storm. In the very first season of this podcast, we noticed what it meant to weather the storm of, and we looked at different storms that we face, weathering the storm of guilt, weathering the storm of doubt, weathering the storm of depression, so on and so forth. In the second season, we examined weathering the storm by. And with that, we had several guests on this podcast, and we, we looked at how we can weather the storm by looking to Jesus or weathering the storm by studying God's Word. In our last season, season three, but season one on the Scattered Broad Network, we examined what it meant to weather the storm like. And here we looked at several biblical examples. Weathering the storm like Abraham, or like Joseph, like Moses, like Jesus. So now as we come to this season, we want to continue this idea of how we can weather the storm. And again, our word this season is the word with. As we kick off season two of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Broad Network, We want to examine the importance of weathering the storm with focus. But before we get to that, I would like for us to discuss the goal of this season. What do we want to accomplish in season two of weathering the storm on this great network? Well, the first half of this season, the first 11 verses, we're going to examine the fruit of the Spirit, as you find in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And with these episodes, I will be doing them on my own. Looking forward to diving into that text with you. We're going to look at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as we apply those things to our lives, hopefully it will help us to weather the storm. But then in the second half of the season, I'm going to invite some guests from the Scattered Abroad Network and a few other special guests to help me close out the season. And there we're going to look at some other words, other terms, again, that will hopefully help us as we strive to weather the storm. So I'm really looking forward to this season. I've thought about this a lot, and I hope that this season will be helpful for you. I hope that we can share it with others and that it can help them as well. And that's the goal of this podcast, it's just to be helpful. I want to help people who are struggling, help people who are going through difficult times, whether that be from a physical standpoint, emotional, mental, But Certainly, if someone's going through a spiritual storm, this is the podcast for you, and I hope and pray that it will be helpful and that God will be glorified. As we think about the word focus, it is defined as directed attention. You know, we live in a society today where it's so easy to be distracted. I think a lot of that has to do with how we use our phones. Our attention span is just, it's incredible to consider how short it is compared to what it used to be. With all the technology that we have today and and as much time as we we spend on our phones and the fact that that we live in a microwave society, you know, we, we have things very fast and we expect to have them fast. And we go to a restaurant, we go to fast food, we expect to have it right then. You think about Amazon Prime, you order it, the next day you can have it. And so we're not used to waiting. We're not used to being able to focus on one thing for a long period of time. It's just so easy to be distracted. But you know, if you allow that distraction to mount during a storm, then it'll be very difficult to get through it. And so we want to begin this season to kick it off by noticing what it means to weather the storm with focus. How many of you have been in a downpour? How many of you have been driving on the interstate or driving on a dark road at night and the storm is just raging around you? I know for me, that's happened to me several times. When I attended Fred Harmon University, it was about six hours from my home and very rarely would I come home. I stayed at school because if I wasn't playing baseball, I needed to catch up on my studies. And so a lot of times I would just stay on campus. But the times that I did go home, I would travel down through Chattanooga. And when I got through there, I came to Mount Eagle. And Mount Eagle is a, a very steep mountain. And when the weather's not good, it's just difficult to travel on it. But I can remember distinctively traveling home when it was late and going down Mount Eagle with the rain just pouring down. And there's just a sense of panic in a way. You know, you trust yourself as you drive, but at the same time, you got to worry about other people driving. You trust that your, your you know, your wiper blade is going to work uh, and that you'll be able to maintain traction with the tires on the road. But there are times when it, you begin to move, begin to shake. If you've ever been in that situation, you know, like I've been, what did you do? What did you, would you, what did you do to help you focus when driving? If you're like me, maybe you turn down the music. Maybe you, you look at your lights and you make sure the brights are on or, or, or you're, you're really focusing on that yellow line, focusing on the, the white line in the middle. Why do we do those things? You know, why do we do those things? We do it to concentrate. We do it so we won't be distracted because we know that we need a laser-like focus if we're going to arrive at our destination safely. And so when you're going through a storm, a physical, literal storm, you have to maintain your focus. Well, of course, when you think about that spiritually, the same thing is true. Life at times can feel like a downpour. You can have financial problems, health problems, marriage problems, even spiritual problems. And it feels like a raging storm is all around you. How can you get through it? Make sure you maintain your focus. Make sure you don't become distracted, and that will help you to weather that storm. I've been reading a book entitled The ABCs of Excellence, and this is from a baseball coach's perspective. For those of you listening that don't know, I coach baseball at Georgia Christian School. It's a private school down here in South Georgia. And coaching high school baseball has been one of the joys of my life. I have always wanted to coach. Ever since I stopped playing baseball, I always wanted to find a way to get back in the game and to coach it. It's been a real blessing. And so I try to read material and and watch videos and and anything I can to help uh, me learn more on, on coaching. And this book is written by Jack Leggett. And Jack Leggett was the head coach for the Clemson Tigers. And again, for those of you who are listening that may not know, I'm a huge Clemson fan. I actually went to a baseball camp at Clemson when I was in high school when Jack Leggett was there coaching. I've always had a great respect for him, and he's well-respected in the sport as one of the, the great coaches. He also coached Team USA for several years as well. But in this ABCs of Excellence, he takes words and he discusses how that can help you to be excellent as a coach. And of course, the word that we're focusing on today is a word that he discusses in the book, and that is the word focus. I'd like to read to you what he says about focus. He says, those who excel at anything have the ability to lock in and not get distracted. Their ability to exhibit tunnel vision, to focus on the task at hand, and to be all in mentally separates them from the average coach. You can see the focus in their eyes, in their body language. And in their actions. Nothing can derail them on the way to their goals. Many coaches, athletes, and leaders try to accomplish too many things at one time, not allowing the proper focus to excel at any one thing. Narrow down the task, prioritize them, focus on what it will take to excel, and then attack with all your focus. You know, he, he's speaking of coaches and what it takes to do that, but I believe we could submit the word Christian there. What it means to pinpoint and have a, a laser-like focus, to be able to lock in. I'm going to ask you, is that, does that describe you? When you're facing difficult times or you have the ability to really lock in and to focus so you can get through that difficult time. You know, that's what it takes. And again, that's why we want to begin this, this season, begin our journey this season on weathering the storm to do so with focus, to make sure we maintain it all throughout this season and hopefully apply it to our lives and carry it with us every single day. You know, when you look to the Scriptures, you find individuals who were extremely focused. I think about Job. You know, Job was one who faced all kinds of storms, and we had an episode about him in our last season, someone who lost everything except for his faith. You know, he lost his health. He lost his, his children. He lost the trust of his wife. He had the friends who turned their back on him. He lost his health as he was trying to uh, find a way to, to navigate through that storm. And so while he's dealing with the physical problems and the mental and emotional problems, the one thing that, that never wavered with him was his spiritual focus. We have statements like, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Or the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Or I know that my Redeemer lives, and I know that I shall see him. Those are statements of insane and intense focus. I don't know that insane is the right word, but that's just kind of what comes to mind. It's just amazing when you consider what he went through, and yet he maintained that focus. That's what it takes if you're going to get through that storm, and he was able to do so. What about Joseph? You know, Joseph had to maintain focus, didn't he? It would have been very easy for him to become distracted. His brother sold him into slavery. He's away from home. He's in Egypt. He's a slave. Then he's falsely accused. He's thrown into prison. But he maintained his focus. And God was with him the whole time, as you find in the book of Genesis. And he was able to exalt him from the the pit to the palace. We see that he was Pharaoh's right-hand man. And everything worked out for him in the end because he kept his focus on doing what was right. He kept his focus on bringing glory to God, and God was with him and blessed him for it. The same can be said of Moses. You know, Moses had to have great, great focus. When you think about his task of delivering God's children from Egyptian bondage, he had to focus on the task at hand. So easily distracted with all the things that could have you know, took, taken place. He didn't allow that to happen. He was able to overcome adversity, maintain focus, and deliver God's people from Egyptian bondage. What about Ruth? You know, I think about Ruth as one of the great women in all of scripture. And you think about the fact that she was away from home, her husband had just died, her brother-in-law had just died, her father-in-law had just died. And yet she maintained the focus on doing what was right. She she kept her head down and she worked hard. She she didn't complain about her situation. She didn't Get distracted with all the things that were going on. Rather, she she kept her focus, laser-like focus, on just doing what was right, being in the right place at the right time. God blessed her for it. Another example is Esther, another godly woman that we can learn so much from when it comes to focus. You know, as Mordecai told her, perhaps God has has brought you about for such a time as this. What was her focus? Maintaining the Jewish line. Because if she wouldn't have stepped up, if she wouldn't have gone to the king and did those things, the Jews could have been annihilated. But because of her focus, we see the importance of of her role in God's overall scheme of redemption. When you come to the New Testament, you think about John the Immerser. John had one purpose, didn't he? And that was to pave the way for Christ, to make his path straight, to prepare the way of the Lord. That was prophesied about in the book of Isaiah he would come in the spirit of Elijah. That's in the book of Malachi. You open up to the gospel accounts, and we see John sticking to his purpose, sticking to his goal. And it may, he maintained great focus throughout. Peter is someone I think about who maintained focus. You know, he was easily distracted. You know, Peter was someone who was a uh, very human, as <laughs> we talked about last season. He he was kind of the voice of the group. He was He was quick to respond. But in the final analysis, you look at him and, and he would remember the things that Jesus taught him. And he would remember what he would have to do in certain situations. And that, and that required great focus. What about the Apostle Paul? Could have been easily distracted with all the things that happened. Think about his past, think about the, the physical torment that he went through. But he kept that focus. He said, I fought a good fight. I've, I've finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. That was his focus, to be with Christ, which is far better. That was his mentality. And, of course, we think about Jesus. Jesus, whose focus was to do the will of his Father, and he always did it perfectly. John 8, 29. His purpose, to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke 19, 10. To bear witness of the truth, John 18, 36 to come that we might have life and have it more abundantly, John 10.10. Jesus remained focused throughout his ministry, and he serves as the perfect example for us. All of these individuals faced incredible storms, but one reason they were able to get through these storms and weather them was because of their intense focus. I hope and pray that we will have that kind of focus as we weather the storms of life. May we always focus on the process, not the results. Focus on the solutions, not the problems. And focus on the one who can carry us through whatever storm we may face. May we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 12:1 and 2. I'd like to close out this episode with Matthew 17, verses 1 through 8. This is when Jesus was on the mountain of transfiguration. And there's a phrase that we find in the end of this text that I hope will stick with you, that I hope will help us as we go through this season together. Matthew 17, verses 1 through 8. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Dear friend, as you try to weather the storms of life, I pray that when you lift up your eyes, you will see Jesus only. Let's keep our focus on him as we strive to weather the storms of life. I'm looking forward to this season. I hope you'll join me each week. Uh, Every Thursday, we'll have a new uh, episode out. And again, I pray that this season will be helpful for you as we strive how we can weather the storm by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Thank you so much. May God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. May God bless you.